0: For the majority of my life, I have been passionate and dedicated about changing lives and growing businesses through synthesizing from the very best their strategies, their tactics, their mindset techniques to help you and your business grow. Join me as we take it to the next level. Welcome to The Tom Ferry Show. Hey, welcome to The Tom Ferry Show. Today, we're going to talk about four KPIs and specifically strategy, tactics, and scripts to dramatically increase your conversion in working with today's modern buyer. Now, this is gonna be the short form version. I did about a 50 minute interview on video and on podcast. So if you wanna listen to it, go to my podcast. If you wanna watch the full 50 minutes, go to my YouTube channel and absolutely check it out. So right now, let's jump into some conversion with buyers today. Hey everybody, welcome to the Tom Ferry Show. You may notice a little different setting this piece of content is going to be for brand new agents. It's going to be for veteran agents that want to improve on four primary KPIs in working with buyers. So stop for a second. If you're working with buyers and you want better conversion, better experience, more sales, you're going to love today's show and my guest. So here's what we're going to do at the summit last August. I talked about, Five superpowers. Five superpowers of the agent of the future specifically. So if you were with me, you remember this point because we weaved it throughout the entire four days together. Those five superpowers, in my opinion, are number one, modern marketing, which means marketing to people in a relevant way in the median that matters most, medium, excuse me, that matters most to them which then creates business development. That's the same piece, modern marketing and business development. The simplest way to describe it is to attract your tribe and ultimately convert to make the money that you want. That's the number one superpower. Number two is brand building and really what it's about is scaling trust. Scaling trust. All I want for you is to be on the consideration set of more people that you don't know and absolutely on the consideration set for a referral or a direct transaction, other people that you know. So, you know, you've been watching the Tom Ferry Show, you've been listening to all my content, I've been talking about scaling trust over and over again, so we know that one. Number three is transferring your skills to your team. So yes, I'm making a bold statement that in the future, it's gonna be very hard to compete as a solo individual agent. Now, if you're sitting listening to this now and you're like, wait a minute, I'm solo, no you're not. You have a mortgage person, you have a title person, you have a manager, everybody in real estate has a team. I'm arguing though, if you want to improve the experience for the consumer and be able to go on vacation, you gotta have a team, right? And your ability to transfer your wisdom, transfer your skills, your this is how I do it, is a massive superpower going forward. Number four is negotiation mastery, which we can talk about for days. But the reason I have Patrick Ferry here today is I want to talk about trusted advisor consultations versus sales pitches, trusted advisor consultations versus sales pitches. So today, even though I've already given you the clue on who he is and you've seen him, if you're watching the video versus listening to the podcast, I want to introduce you to a newer agent, four years in the business in San Diego. Some would argue, Patrick, you are the most trained salesperson in all of real estate even though you're only four years in the business, right? Just because of coaching and our family name and everything else. So super proud of you. Um, Patrick, you're crushing it today on four KPIs with buyers. And I know this is a very long introduction, so just bear That's with fine. me. Uh, four KPIs. So if you're listening right now or you're watching, especially if you're in a training right now in your office, the four KPIs that he is working on, please write this down. Number one is increasing conversations to appointments with buyers. Conversations to appointments with buyers. I wanna to talk to fewer people and get more appointments. Number two, increasing the number of consultations done at the office, right? Versus at the house or Starbucks or you know over the phone. Increasing number of consultations at the office. Number three, reducing the number of showings to an offer, love that. And number four, increasing offers written to offers accepted. That percentage, that ratio. So Patrick. Yes. First of all, welcome to the show. That was a really long introduction. That was awesome. Thank good you. To, good to see yeah. you, my brother. So uh look, we could go for days on on we we should do a separate podcast training sometime, just the two of us just talking about life I, and I fun. Would love it. Today, we want to help people work on the other half of every transaction. I think one of the one of the great sort of missing elements mm-hmm. of sales training, consult, you know, consultative selling, which is working with buyers today. So, let's start with in your mind, what were the four things you did in the beginning that didn't work that helped shape what you're doing today? Start there.
1: Yeah, I'll start there and then just for a little bit of context though, I think Coming into being a coach with Tom Ferry, the obsession of my entire career mm-hmm. and of all of the tribe was always on listing conversion. Yes. yes. And so, you know, when I started as a brand new agent, I was highly trained and, and I had every skill set to convert uh, anyone who's thinking of selling into a, a contract and yep. into a close. Yep. And so I was clueless. With what to do with buyers.
0: Yes. And so that. I appreciate that honesty.
1: Yeah. I was yes. like, I don't even know what to do. Right. And yeah. in San Diego, I had to do open houses and I was
0: terrible. Yes.
1: And so what I noticed now to, you know, two, three years later was, wow. Okay. Here's the things that I was doing that totally wasn't working. Yes. So the first thing that I was doing was I was obsessing over getting people to sign in yeah. Okay. How am I going to get you to sign in? Where do I put the how thing to close
0: you to do, get you to? Yeah, yeah.
1: Do I put it over here? Do I walk away? Do I put the brochure here? What do I say
0: uh, to the seller says you have to sign in? Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, the lie of the seller has to sign in, but it's a vacant house. This is weird. You know, <laughs> so there's all kinds of funny sign in stuff that yes. goes on and it's, it's a distraction. The second thing is I was trying to qualify the buyer the moment I met them. Yes. And we're constantly like, qualify them, qualify them, qualify them. And the one phrase that I think every real estate agent should eliminate out of their head is, are you pre qualified? Yes. That was like the stupidest question I've ever heard, yes. but I was doing it. Yes. Are you guys pre qualified? Why, why did that not work? Well, because it's basic, it's just insulting. You need a little relationship before you start talking to people about finance. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So keep going. I, and, that, and
1: that's so true. So, and then the the third thing that I saw was I was obsessed over my automated follow up program. Yeah. What CRM am I going to put them in? Is it going to be a text message, an email, a, a video? video? And yeah, should yeah. I do three a day, ten a day? You know. And it was like you know the ten days of pain and suffering. And it was like wait a minute, this is just so weird, right? And yeah. and none of that kind of automated was working.
0: What do you mean weird?
1: Weird because it was like, I barely meet you and I'm trying to qualify, trying to get you, and yeah. then I'm putting you into an email sequence or some text message sequence. And for some reason, those were never working, Yes. right? And I was like, okay, what is the deal here, right? Yeah. It was driving me crazy. And then the I think the fourth mistake was I was actually treating everybody as if they were in the transactional phase. This is big. Not the research phase. So which I was basically saying, "Hey, can I send you some off-market properties?" You know, just like these types of offers yes. and people are like, "No, I don't
0: really care for that." Are you saying that those things are wrong? No. Not at all are they in the research phase or the transactional phase?
1: Yes. So what tell I- us,
0: Tell us more about it and how do you, what's the question you asked to discover, like mm-hmm. help, help us understand that.
1: So yeah, I figured out one question that changed the game for me. And it was, how familiar are you with this community, this neighborhood? Mm-hmm. And what I discovered was people were like, hey, I'm well, I'm just here checking it out for the, first time. Yeah. That immediately told me that they're just researching communities and neighborhoods. And then if I, if someone said, oh, well, I'm very familiar with this. Well, a, that might clue me into, are they a neighbor? And then B the people that are really familiar. Then the next question naturally was, well, how many properties have you seen in this community? Mm -hmm. And when they're like, oh, I've seen them all. Yes. And they're game face on. Mm -hmm. We already know that's a transactional buyer. They are looking for the right house right now. Yes. Okay. So what I noticed is when I was offering kind of services and, and trying to get them for me as a buyer, the people that were in the research phase, they wanted something different. And the people in the transaction phase really wanted something very specific. And so when I changed the game, boom, I started getting way more showings. I started getting way more consultations because I was addressing where the consumer was at in the journey. Bingo. Yep.
0: Bingo, bingo, bingo. I love it. All right. So I know everyone listening, uh, I I know you're getting this. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to break down the four KPIs. Um, that he's that he is paying attention to he and his coach, and then we're going to talk about strategy, tactics, and scripts where appropriate. So if you're taking notes, which I strongly recommend, um, we're going to go through each one of these, and you might want to start by asking yourself first, you know, where is the breakdown in my conversion? You with me on these uh, of these four? Right. So the first one is increasing conversation. Or excuse me. The first one is increasing conversion to conversations to ultimately appointments, right? The second one is increasing the number of in-office buyer consultations. The third one is how do you reduce the number of showings to an offer written? And the fourth one is how do you get more offers accepted? Yes. So let's talk about the first one, Patrick. Increasing conversion on conversations to appointments. Talk to less people, get more appointments. What's the strategy? So the strategy is what I noticed is
1: what the consumer was attracted to. What do the buyers want from us as real estate agents when they're meeting us for the first time either at an open house or an internet lead, it doesn't matter. And so I started to really think that through and eventually I came to three conclusions. Mm-hmm. Conclusion number one is, and you actually are the one that kept telling me about this over and over again and t- telling all of the Tom Ferry world, you're saying the consumer, the buyer is looking for the hyper local expert. So it took me a while to figure out what does that mean and how do I deliver that? Mm-hmm. And so when, when I was doing an open house in my farm, in my neighborhood, the buyer would walk in and I'd say, hey, how familiar are you with, at that time I was living in La Costa Valley, Carlsbad, and they would say, well, not really very familiar with this neighborhood at all. And so then I would just start sharing with them. Oh, well, this is what's going on with the HOA. And by the way, I was taking my kid through the trails over here. It's so much fun. And then it's all walkability over here. And then, you know, the different models in this community are, and the price points are all mm-hmm. of a sudden I started seeing people were leaning into me yes. and started to ask me a lot more questions. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, this is cool. So, I started experimenting with, okay, well, what do I share with the person that walks in the door that I know if they are a research phase buyer or even a transactional phase buyer that they don't know about this community?
0: Hey, it's Tom. go to Apple podcast and write a review. It means the world to me. Thanks in advance. Now let's get back to the show.
1: Yeah. And that I could share with them that will then cause them to be like, Oh, he knows stuff that I don't know yep. because they've been online and, and doing all practice. the research. Yep. Right. Okay. Exactly. So the second thing that I noticed mm-hmm. was if I can demonstrate resourcefulness as a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. Now, what does that mean? Well, just think a f- uh, fix or flip right yeah. yeah so everybody loves these bravo flip shows and what do they love they love to see people transforming homes mm-hmm. and they love to see the numbers break down yes. so as a real estate agent because now that we have you know we fixed and flipped our last home and then we just bought a new house and completely remodeled it Now when someone comes through the door and and they're looking at this property, I can say, hey, to replace those windows, here's how much it would cost. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about the green carpet in in the hallway. I got a guy who can Mm -hmm. just remove that, no problem, that's no big deal. What I started noticing was when I could provide solutions to what I knew the buyers were gonna be a little frowning, they're like, oh well there's chips over there and that and there's this and there's that and there's this and there's that and they over exaggerate how much it's going to cost to fix all that stuff. Mm-hmm. When I can kind of demonstrate subtly, ah, oh, no big deal. We get that done Psh, before you even move in this, that, and the other, I Here, got a guy, got price, a guy.
0: Here's the cost. This is what it's going to look like. They were like the bones of the house are already X. Let's oh, turn it into your dream.
1: Home. Yeah. This is a killer mm-hmm. floor plan. This is a great location. Yeah. We can transform this stuff for 15 grand before yeah. you move in. No problem. Yeah. All of a sudden they were like, Whoa, it's much better to be lo- walking through a house with that guy. than it is. And the funniest thing I had was I had this couple say to me, hey, I learned more in five minutes talking to you than I did all day looking at properties with this other agent. Yeah. And that's why I was like,
0: oh, interesting. Consultative selling, being the local expert and having a unique factor that the average agent doesn't have. And a lot of it, listen, a lot of agents are watching this saying. Well, I know all that stuff, and I do that stuff, and I guess I would say to you, are you acknowledging the impact that that's having? Yeah. Because that's what you're seeing here. Yep. What was number three?
1: Number three was, um, gosh, what was number three? By the way, I, I, hyperlocal I expert. Yes. Resourcefulness yes. versus. The oh ref- yeah, yeah. Last one is that there's some competitive advantage yes. working with you than anyone else. So again, this is what buyers are attracted to. Mm-hmm. So we got to think that one through, right? So do you offer something? You know, like I was talking to the great agent, Randy, or, and we were just talking about, Hey, what could we kind of offer to the buyer that there was a little incentive yes. to yes. work with us versus anyone else? Yes. Now I also figured out though, is if you're like, Hey. I know this listing agent. I've already had a great conversation with them, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, oh, you know them. And I'd we say- We have a better working relationship. Yes, Our offers get accepted, yes. et cetera. So I yeah. was on a vacant property, a boutique brokers. I was on their open house, mm-hmm. which by the way, that's the secret to getting more open houses, by the way. All you new agents who are whining, I can't get an open house. Well, yeah. Yeah, there's a few ways to do that. Yeah. Okay. so when I said, Hey, I know the listing agent, I've already talked to him. I've discussed with them a little bit about market value. And so we've talked about kind of where the offers, sh- I think an offer can get accepted. Boom, the buyers are like, whoa, well tell me about that. And Hey, yeah, yeah. like, what is that? And then when I shared with them, like kind of what I would do to negotiate against the listing agent, they were like, oh, he's got a plan, he's got a strategy mm-hmm. and he can help me get this property. Yes. Okay. So when the inventory was super low in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. the buyers were always looking for that advantage. That's
0: why they were calling the listing agent 100%. 100%. Right? So we talked we just talked strategy on increasing, you know, conversion. Yep. Are there any scripts or any tactics that you found and, you know, tactical approaches to get to the yes or scripts to get to the yes S that's helped you?
1: Yeah. So I found two questions to be super valuable. Mm -hmm. Number one was, has anyone reviewed with you? Yeah. Okay. So has anyone reviewed with you? Blank, blank, blank. So if you're in the research phase. The differences between community A, B and C. Exactly. Right. Research phase. Oh, well, you're looking at La Costa Valley for the first time. Cool. Well, have you looked at the greens? Have you looked at this? Has anyone taken the time to review with you the pros and cons of each one of those communities and what your purchasing power can get you and kind of what your deal breakers are? And what are they going to say? They're like, no. No yeah. one's done that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Purchasing power the difference between the yeah. two
1: communities. And what was the third one? And the third one was what are your kind of your lifestyle priorities yes. and deal breakers? Yeah. Here's the three again. So number yes. one has is anyone, has anyone reviewed with you, the different communities and the pros and cons of those communities? Right. And that's very helpful to a research phase buyer. They're mm-hmm. like, no, like I want that because yeah. they don't want to be driving around town. They don't want to be spending two hours a night, you know, searching online to try and figure it out. Yeah. They, if they can have one consultation with an agent to save them four hours and four weekends, yep. bam. And most of the good agents, you guys do that. This is amazing. Yes. Okay. The second thing is really purchasing power. What yeah. I noticed is so when we bought our house in Solana beach, Now, Solana Beach is a small beach community in San Diego. There are a certain number of types of properties you can get, and our purchasing power could only get us so far. So we had to make some clear distinctions around what type of property could we get in that community and how were we gonna make it work. So how was our purchasing power going to move the needle in that community? So a lot of agents, we, we, we know this, we talk about this, but it's not really inside a context that, that, it, that we kind of express powerfully to the yeah. consumer. Has anyone showed you yes. the differences in your purchasing power exactly. and Yeah, you know, you know, love right. it? Right. Totally. Right. Then the third one is really kind of lifestyle priorities mm-hmm. and deal breakers. Yeah.
0: Right. What do you want to experience? And what? I love the deal breaker side. Like oh. I, would, I would overemphasize that. Totally. Like, and, and what are your deal breakers?
1: Yeah, so you know.
0: They know them, but they probably haven't expressed them, written them out, and actually had somebody take the time to help them totally. sort of codify that.
1: Yep, exactly. And so what I, you know, and I, I just knew, noticed that like down the road with a buyer, and this is how I reduced the number of showings mm-hmm. to an offer yep. is because I started to figure out their deal breakers faster. Yes. Therefore I can say, let's not go look at that one. That's got this, that you don't get, you guys aren't going to want that. You're not yeah. going to like that. You're not gonna like that. And then they were on the same page with me cause they knew that I knew. Right, yep. and so that was a little trick there. Now, one more little trick on the open house uh, when they came in. Mm-hmm. If you actually tell the deal breaker of the house to the the guy, the person that just walked into the house, mm-hmm. they love
0: it. Yeah,
1: right. You've been talking a lot about trust. Mm-hmm. Well, what's one way to get trust as a salesperson in a sales environment? You tell the deal breaker. And I said that one time, I sold two properties from one open house, and I told I said, guys, look. This this lot right here has a weird angle and y- you know if you don't like the road noise above that this is not going to be the right house for you Mm-hmm. I said that to them and they're like as they're
0: walking into the open house like, as, <laughs> yeah. as no after our, I know yes.
1: I was sharing all the great yes. stuff about the community, yep. but I wanted to share that deal breaker. Yeah Bam. they yep. were like, wow, we can trust him. Yes. it just moved the needle and I was mm-hmm. like, that was cool. Yeah okay. So deal breakers, let's jump into one more little script that I mm-hmm. learned okay yep. And that is, has anyone taken the time to do a buyer consultation with you yet? Yeah. Has anyone taken the time to do a buyer consultation with you yet? Because we all know, and all of the agents know this, they probably have four, five, six, seven agents sending them emails with listings. Especially in the research phase. With Zillow and Redfin and everybody else. So their inbox is full and everybody's talking about the same thing. Bedrooms, baths, square feet, price point, wanna see it, wanna see it, wanna see it. So if you can differentiate by saying, has anyone taken the time to do a buyer consultation with you yet? Bam. Now let's do one more script for the transactional phase buyer. Okay. I'm going to make you guys some money right now. Are you guys okay with that? Yes. Let's just do one script that makes a lot of people, a lot of money in 2020. Yeah. And that is, Hey, has anyone taken the time to review all of the off market properties to see if any of those would be a good fit for you? Because the transactional buyer, the person looking for the perfect home, that's what they want. Yeah. And their agent for sure hasn't done it. Right. So now again, this whole, we, like it's again? not, has anyone? has anyone taken the time to review all of the off market properties to see if any of
0: those would be a good fit for you? I want to do two things here. Any scripts that you use additionally to get the consultation specifically at the office? Yes. Cause I'm imagining some people say meet at the office. Yep. Right. And then secondly, I want you to run us through the process of the actual consultation. So yeah. the bottom line is there's really no, I would say, sexy script for
1: getting someone to meet me at the office. Yeah. It's really at this point. How do you frame it? If you've demonstrated a bunch of these things and you mm-hmm. said, Hey, let's get together at my office. Cause what I want to do is I want to go through those prop, those communities with you. I want to pull up Google maps. I want to pull up all the properties. And I just want to walk through all of these things with you guys and do a deep dive. Yeah. I literally like that wasn't even a script. That's just what I
0: want to do with them. Yeah. And they're always a yes. Yeah. So ideal property, lifestyle, deal breakers, buying power, mm-hmm. community by community. How long does the consultation take?
1: You know what? That one took about an hour. I'll be mm-hmm. honest. It take, if if you do this well and you have a great time with them and you're and you're clicking with the customer. Yeah. You're, you're going to take an hour. How do you know when it worked and how do you know when it didn't? Uh, That's a great question. <laughs> be And this is kind of where the KPI setup is, because what I noticed is, and I told you this the other day, it was so funny. I was like, look, every time I do a buyer consultation in the office, I have closed those buyers. Yes. Every time I am bedrooms, baths, square feet, listing alerts, text message, want to see it, want to see it, want to see it. I, I literally don't I have like horrible you, conversion over
0: You're there. competing against Zillow, Realtor, yep. Redfin, and five other agents. Yes, yeah. we can all do that much easier and much more convenient. Let's talk
1: about transactional. Yeah. So. Some of the big issues in the low inventory market yep. was, you know, we were getting four, five, six offers on a property. Yep. So I needed to debrief them on hey, we need to understand list price versus sold price. Yes.
0: This is also where deal breaker buying power and all yeah. that stuff comes back into play because, totally. hey, if you're not willing to be competitive with your offer, yep. Then what are the deal breakers or what, you know, yep. should we be, you know, edging down in our price range or in our expectations? Yep. The next
1: thing, of course, is with the transactional buyers, I want to I want to review any of that research of the off-market properties. Yes. And I could show them right there. I can go in the MLS and I'm like, look, this you can see this is a withdrawn, this was a canceled, this was an expired. Let's take a look at some of these things. Yep. So now
0: we're going into number three, which is how do we reduce the number yes. of showings, mm-hmm. right, to offers written, yep. right? Which exactly. we've covered a little of that. And then of course how do we get more offers accepted? So a little combination of the two. 100% because that's that's what the transactional buyer is looking for. They're looking for that
1: advantage. You give them the advantage, you show them what to do, they love you, they're loyal,
0: they're yours. Any other tactics for the research phase uh, consultation versus the transactional phase consultation. Any um, any subtle just, little let's just language
1: look, or let's look at a couple of the basics. Which yeah. is, our job is to get them to be set up into our world of our communication. So mm-hmm. I need to show them. So like. I'll show them, hey, here's my CRM, and I'm gonna set up your save search right here. Let's take a look. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to do this or that, this or that? And now, when you get That's it, actually beautiful. Yeah, then yeah. when you guys get this email, this is a really important thing. I say, so, here's the game, okay? I wanna be able to do the research on that perfect property, and I want, and we need to be like the first ones on it. Okay, so if you see that listing before me, Text me right away. It. It's really important to set up that team, and then hey, here's the action plan. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, we've been in coaching and, and consulting for our entire lives, so yes. it's like, hey, coaching clients. Here's by the, the way, action plan. One, here's, two, three. <laughs> yeah, here's what we need to do this yes. week. Right? Here's yeah. your homework assignment. Yeah. Give them some homework assignments, yeah. and and say, hey, here's what you're gonna do. Here's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Very simple stuff, yeah. but it's just the things that work. Right.